What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the 1111 Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Simone. And I'm Donnie. And we're the T10 Collective. And we're here for another excited episode with the team. Where we're going to dive into some of the real, some of the, the day-to-day stuff that we all as entrepreneurs deal with. And I'm um, excited today to be able to talk to y'all, you know, as the seasons are changing, as so much has happened throughout the year. Excited for us to be able to go deep on some of the stuff that we've been going through and, and hopefully be able to relate to a lot of what y'all have been going through. Yes, yes. So where do we start, y'all? I mean, I feel like right now um, we're in a season of growth. We've been in a season of growth as a team. And right now, I think it's all about kind of finding our audience and finding that true support so we can build community. But I feel like this is something that all entrepreneurs go through, um, especially on social. You know, I know we're putting out email newsletters and things like that and just trying to find your tribe. Um, so let's just talk about ways that, you know, we're doing that actively and kind of the real of, you know, sometimes the people that you think are supporting you just aren't going to be there to support and kind of bring your ideas through. And sometimes it is, you know, those people that follow you on social or come across your email newsletter and and, and things like that. Yeah. It, I mean, there's been so much change, not only over the last year, yeah. but just also along this journey. I think just the things that we, when we were just starting out, you know, it's crazy to say that we've almost been in business almost six years in a few yeah. weeks. But the things that we thought were just consistent when we were getting started, you can't lean on those things anymore because mm-hmm. those people and the way that business is just done, it just doesn't necessarily exist in as consistent as it was then. And so I think, like you said, we've been trying to, so to speak, throw things at the wall and see what yeah, sticks. Yeah. And sometimes it don't even stick that long. But right. being able to constantly have a feedback loop where you're paying attention, we always looking at our metrics, um, always being willing to try new things out, um, but also paying attention to, to what's going on around us and not kind of being in an echo chamber where we think just because we know, you know, if we do an episode this day mm-hmm. and we, we have a conversation this day, it worked last time, let's just do it. Being able to look like, all right, man, like, maybe we got to try to switch it up a little bit. And mm-hmm. I, I think we've been good about that, but mm-hmm. it ain't easy because the metrics that we're looking at sometimes will tell you something completely different than even what you were expecting. Yeah. And I think when people, well, when entrepreneurs and just in general kind of try to follow a certain tactic or a certain strategy too much to the T, you end up putting yourself in a box because you're not throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. You're just sticking to one thing. So you don't know, okay, oh, maybe my audience wants to see this side of me or hear this side of me. So I think that's an important point as far as like just putting things out there, yeah. really. And you, you touched on a good one because I think measuring and looking at metrics are important, but it's also making sure you're you're focusing on the right ones. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that always doesn't tell the story. So I think having the discipline to create the proper feedback loops, analyzing the information, but then also understanding that you have to test, right? So whether it's A-B testing things or dedicating enough time to getting feedback and then also understanding what the right threshold is before you can say that this is a real insight I need to act on. Because a one conversation doesn't justify a pivot, but you also have to be aware enough to see, okay, if this is happening multiple times, if I'm hearing the same thing, how can I build that into whatever I'm doing? I think is important as well. Yeah, Yeah, and then being open to like, feedback 
Mm. And like what, because I feel like as entrepreneurs, we get so attached to like our work and like what we're putting out there. That's sensitive a little bit. Yeah. You Mm. know, word to Erica, you know, we sensitive about our shit. So, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, I hear feedback, but I still want to keep doing it a certain way or I don't want to switch up and kind of change. What would you say to the entrepreneur that's like hesitant? right now about stepping into change it's a hard balance because i do i do think there's one there's so much so many talking heads out there that tell you like stick through it like be resilient and on one end like yes that's important you do need to be resilient and so sometimes you don't necessarily want to abandon something too soon Mm -hmm. without seeing it all the way through but also your time is valuable the effort that you're putting in is valuable and so being able to Try something enough that you're like, all right, here's some smaller changes that I could make as opposed to throwing the whole thing out and just starting fresh. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a fact. And I think, yeah, it's a, it's a balance, right? I think you could, it, with so much information overload, you can you can, you can can have a tendency to seek things that are affirming to what you're doing, mm-hmm. which is the antithesis of being able to grow and adapt. So I think it's important to be open to feedback, being self-reflective, and then also Leaning in on conversation, I think there's a natural, there can be a natural um, uh, ability to to want to kind of lean into your idea and and work within uh, tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to ask or even bounce your idea off of folks. I think a lot of people sometimes keep their concept close to their chest because they don't want anybody stealing it yeah. or they don't want anybody to potentially leverage it or use it. But the reality is if it's something you're passionate about and you're destined to do it, Getting that feedback's helpful. So I, even me, that's something I've struggled with, but I'm trying to be more, uh, more, do a better job of is, hey, I've been really ide- ideating on this idea, but I can't figure this piece out. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised just like taking, having those conversations, you'll walk away with like, man, I've never thought about that. And folks are very willing to share and and bounce ideas of and be cool with it because ultimately, you know, people within your community want want you to grow. So I think being open to bouncing your ideas off with other folks. Now, not everything, yeah. of course, right? right? But um, definitely being open for feedback with folks that you really value their insight and opinion from. Is but key. Simone, you also brought up something interesting in the beginning where, yes, your, your core circle is important to be able to mm-hmm. lean on them. But now we're in the digital age, the social media age where... Mm-hmm. You know, who those people are, your network is so much bigger and your feedback loop is so much bigger than you would have even thought before. So there's people that you may even only know digitally, that they're a part of your community and you interact with each other's content. You may send a DM or a comment back here and there. But then those are also people that we we can't be resistive to asking for feedback or being right. able to put ourselves out there and embrace them. Because the reality is in order to be able to grow we have to look beyond the people that we can see right in front of us. And, you know, social media is a great way to do that. Yeah, social media is a great way to do that. I know that happens so much. Like, people are like, oh, that's my social media friend. Like, we started Mm -hmm. off on social media and now, you know, actually have turned things into a friendship. But I know it's hard, especially for our community, to kind of open up to each other and Mm -hmm. help each other. Um, And I want to talk about that a little bit because sometimes we have to look outward to kind of push ourselves forward. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes the support just isn't there. So what do you do like when, you know, you don't get that same support from your own community at times? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, for me, I, I I have a tendency to not um, place expectations. Yeah. Right. Um, So for me, the, 
letdowns don't necessarily surprise me. And that, that's maybe not a cynical way of looking at it. But I think for me, I'm, I, I proceed in ways in which I don't place an expectation. Um, and yeah, but it's, it's challenging. I think the best thing could, to do is just continue to kind of stay true to what you are and what, what your, what your, um, what your views and principles are. So I think, you know, personally, I think it's, we collectively share that we we're not turning down opportunities to network support or build in any ways. And I, I believe in karma and all those type of things. So as long as you continue to, to when someone hits you up, Hey, yeah, I definitely have time to chat. Let's bounce ideas off. It's going to come back around in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I just enjoy that the opportunities to help and support and build in any ways. And that's one thing I'm definitely focusing on in the next year is trying to be more involved in being out there, mentoring, mm-hmm. um, pro bono things, but just trying to be more accessible and willing to to offer where I can. Because sometimes you you often kind of um, devalue your experience. And just because you, you, you're like, oh, well, I'm trying to, I want to get here first. But even in just the experiences you have, there's someone that could definitely benefit from your, the lessons, the, 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 the roads that you've gone through. So just, just putting positive energy out, I think at all times is important. Yeah. And I, I agree. And I, I agree with what you said in the beginning also, but I think it's, it's also not expecting uh, perfection from imperfect imperfect people you know at the end of the day like regardless of if someone's a hero to you or someone that you just value their um their perspective they're not always going to necessarily see in something that you're putting out what you see in it and so not necessarily expecting them to just be with you 100 percent and have your back in the way that you want it because at the end of the day people can only kind of see through the own lens that they have and so being able to Pick and choose the the positive and even some of the negative from a person and being able to figure out what do I do with this? If maybe I was expecting them, you know, it's like Jay-Z always said about um, his uncle. You know, his uncle was his hero to him. And when he played his his demo tape to his uncle, his uncle basically like shunned him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if he had let his uncle shun him and his dream, we never would have the Jay-Z that we know. So I think Mm -hmm. similarly, being able to take feedback from somebody that you you look up to or someone that you're expecting something from and be able to figure out how can I use this in a way that can help me get better. Yeah. I think it all comes down to mindset and like you said, perspective. Um, because I think that, well, I, I know I have, um, even spe- especially with family, like sharing your dreams mm-hmm. or sharing, I mean, no lie, y'all. <laughs> Not too long ago, I told, y'all know, I live in Maryland. These fine gentlemen live here in New York. But I, you know, one day I want to, at least if it's just for like a year, I'm like, I want to move to New York. One of my family members literally said, oh, I'm going to pray that don't happen. Oh, uh, don't pray against Not praying against my, it. That's a, so don't pray against don't pray my like dream. That. That's crazy. But it's that it was an old elder. Yeah. And, you know, they're setting their ways. And right. sometimes they just don't see what you see. But like you said, it's all in the mindset. Like, okay, that's fine. Like, you go ahead and say that. But I know what's coming for me and, you know, uh-huh. how I can push through. Well, let me ask but you, does that make you, But does that make yeah. you want to do it even more now? Even more. <laughs> that, oh, it does. It lights a fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It definitely lights a fire. And I think I've always been that person that's like, it's. I think you have to be as an entrepreneur because people are always going to try to, like, shit on your dreams a little bit sure. or just put, like, their insecurities on you. And yeah. you have to allow that to kind of fuel you forward because... If you don't, if you're not motivated or not disciplined, nobody else is going to be. That's a fact. Or in, and be able to support you. So you have to have that mindset for yourself. Yeah. And I also do think the personality, like you said, the personality trait. I know for me for sure, like it's weird. 
I always realize that I thrive more on someone's negative opinion of yeah. me than the the love. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always, if someone says I can't do something or is skeptical about it, that same drive, you know, if it was if it was my family member, I was like, oh, all right, bet. Not only am I going to go there, right. but I'm going to really kill it. So just <laughs> right. not necessarily to prove it to you, but to be able to prove that like that narrative yeah. wasn't going to stop me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's interesting though, because it's, I, I battle with this too, right? You have elders in your family that give feedback. And I do think it's important to have that connection of generations because there's wisdom that can be passed down, but you almost have to be able to, I, I can't pronounce this word well, carpe, uh, carpe. Compar- Compartmentalize. <laughs> you have to be able to do no, that. Spell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you ain't gonna get me doing that. Um, you you have to be able to kind of do that because I mean, naturally with your parents and we we have Caribbean backgrounds, it can be very traditional yeah. what they want you to do. And so when ideas of doing things that are not as traditional come up, you have to be able to take that feedback and understand where it's coming from. And I tend to maybe to a fault at times, see the better in everything. Yeah. So I, I try to give give grace where I can there. But yeah, I, it, trust me, it's something that's a consistent battle. Mm-hmm. No worries. We're going to get you here. We're gonna and get we also you. can't live out other people's dreams, though. And I think that that's something for us, um, especially as people of color and, and Black people specifically. I think a lot of the previous generations, they have um, a mindset in terms of things that they were able to accomplish and the, the sacrifices that they've made to help us get to the position that yeah. we have. And so there's almost this this um, unspoken of expectation that we have to be able to live out their version of that dream. So sometimes, you know, just like you were saying in that example, being able to not let the limitations of their perspective mm-hmm. limit your capacity. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we have our own dreams. But if you live within the confines of what they think you're going to be, nah. bruh, mm-hmm. you, you're going to be unhappy. This started early for me. My, even like my my dad at one point, he's like, oh yeah, you're just going to go be an engineer. Like my aunt was an engineer. Mm-hmm. And then they, my grandma, she was like trying to push this, like go work at NASA. And mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all, do I give NASA? Like, <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that that's it. In my trajectory yeah. so, but it's it yeah. started early and it's like yeah you have to take those those expectations off of people and not limit yourself that's a fact that's a fact it's that it's interesting i mean now as as a parent too i'm very it's it's interesting to just kind of see how even my kids their interests and in, all three are different and i definitely got a nasa in my in my tribe <laughs> i got a nasa but then i got i have i have i have one that's like completely i don't know where it could go yeah. it could go, <laughs> I don't know it could go anyway about. you know so it's like um it, it's interesting yeah. you just gotta give people grace and i think it's it's also lessons learned right because taking the, the experiences of my childhood and how that might have influenced my career paths i'm definitely trying to um give a little more space and grace for them to find their way mm-hmm. but oh it's it's challenging I was because say, as a parent i know that's probably difficult because oh, you had of course you have this path that you yeah. want for your children Oh, and yeah. you're investing in them as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah, it's like, oh, we're doing another activity. We're on five now. Right. And then you want to make sure it's like, well, what are we focusing on? But then it's also like you got to give them the space to grow. There's no formula. There's no science. Yeah. I'm figuring it out day by day. But I do think those lessons of how it impacted my own career journey, going to college and and having this picture of corporate America being the only pathway out mm-hmm. was something I definitely was ingrained in me, but I always had this, this um, interest and in, in interest and in drawn to entrepreneurship that I kind of kept pretty reserved. Um, but 
because of that, right? So I think there's definitely things I could have done differently and, and experimented and tried more if I haven't been given that grace earlier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just just things that kind of influence and going back to that carpet that compartmentalize that, that you have you know to do. I mean. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so, so that's yeah. all. And I, I also think um, for us, just being uncomfortable with the fact that we we're not in control. I mean, you yeah. you also as a parent, I'm sure there's a frustrating moments where like you want them to be able to see their potential, but you want to be able to give them a container to be able to figure it out. Mm. But like that also takes some, some resistance in yourself of like, mm-hmm. let me, let me fight the the urge to try to tell them like, nah, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because even as, as business owners ourselves, there's so many things that come naturally to us that we want to be able to just do, mm-hmm. but based off of the circumstances, you know, we want people to move a certain way. We want things to unfold a certain way. And we just have to be uncomfortable with, or excuse me, comfortable with that uncomfortability and Mm -hmm. that unpredictability. Because at the end of the day, nothing about our journey thus far has been linear. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the reason that we're even sitting here today is because of that. And so like, just slowly but surely getting more comfortable with that is is a thing that we got to get used to. Yeah. It's it's a it's a tough thing for me too because I'm I'm learning that but then part of me too is like I I definitely gravitate towards structure mm-hmm. so I like okay well is it fitting in a model is it going this way but you also so there's definitely a balance because I do think you have to give the freedom and the ebbs of flows to allow it to flow but then it's like how do you balance that with the right structure to make sure that all that is still going in a direction that's positive in the right direction mm-hmm. too um, so yeah it's it's there's no playbook there's no yeah. playbook yeah do you want your kids to to be entrepreneurial i do i think i want them to do whatever is in their passion and what they're interested in um so i'm not going to over encourage it but i'm going to give them exposure to everything and see what see what they gravitate toward fall cuz it's not you know it's not for everybody i do think it's it's important to 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 develop a skill set to 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 do something you're passionate about and in but Wherever that may fall out is where it may fall out. So I definitely want to expose them to it. Um, it's interesting because though I was pushed in a path of, 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 of corporate America, I had, I had, I had family members that are entrepreneurial, but it wasn't necessarily something that was overly talked about as a path, right? Probably likely as I reflect, cause it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for me, exposure, testing it, it's, it's nothing to try to do something on your own, but I'm gonna let them make their own decisions and I'm just gonna be able to be there to guide and support where I can. So yeah, I feel yeah. like I, well, by the time I have kids, mm-hmm. everybody gonna be an entrepreneur. <laughs> like probably. It, like yeah. so, I know that the conversation yeah. is probably going to change. You know, sure. and more entrepreneurs will surround the children to inspire them to want to go off and do their own things. I mean, even now, I feel like all of like the Gen Zers, they're like head on in mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I think it's going to take them time to learn like, okay, it does take time. It does have to be some type of structure. Right. But I feel like everybody is going to want to be on. I, I got a question. I actually got a question about that. So now that we're in this, this moment where entrepreneurship and doing your own thing, whether it's through a side hustle or a full on venture is so popular, what can, what can we do Mm-hmm. Or what can we do individually or collectively to help them? Because there's so many tools that are needed and there's there's so many gaps that we've experienced, right, in our journey. So what what do you think is is can be helpful in su- providing that level of support to them? 
Yeah. I feel like we definitely have to make sure like we're in the schools. Like and mm-hmm. even if if it comes down to like building an entrepreneurship class. I actually just mentored a young lady in high school who was oh. a part of an entrepreneurship class in her high school. Nice. And during the summer they paired us up and you know we've kind of talked about uh her business ideas and at the end of her program they have to do like a pitch competition and i think that's a really dope program that a lot that most of the schools should adopt like we know we have these kids that want to be entrepreneurial we want them to thrive in that but there's no blueprint for it and so we need to create some type of blueprint for that um and then just get out there and teach them like get in the community centers host programs geared towards the kids who want to be entrepreneurial um host pitch competitions um so they can be a part of that a lot of it is just i mean we know a lot of being an entrepreneur is not knowing and figuring things out yourself and God, would it be so much easier if we literally had programs that we could grow up in and learn these types of skills. So I think it definitely comes down to that. Even like hooking up with like the professors at the universities and going into these classes Mm -hmm. and teaching Mm -hmm. um, what we've learned so far. Yeah. And I also do think that the irony of it is I think introducing them to structure. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. in many... um, and I'm and I'm painting it with a, a broad brush right now, but I do think the younger generation, from what I've seen, a lot of them, yes, it sounds sexy and it sounds mm-hmm. cool to be an entrepreneur. And and by all means, if anybody wants you to go out there and try something, it's us. But I do think introducing them to like the parameters of structure to be able to say, yes, you can do that. But in order to really be able to have success, you got to be able to treat it like a job even though it's your thing. Mm-hmm. And so introducing them to the structure that, you know, we talked about in other episodes mm-hmm. about what corporate America has taught us. Yeah. Yeah. I think being able to now have that experience and know that they haven't gotten there yet, be able to introduce those tools to them from now in a more informal capacity that they can then still be able to do their entrepreneurial thing, whatever it is that they want to do. But now to know, okay, now I have to be able to figure out, you know, how do I write an email if I need to? Um, how do I need exactly that foundation where if we could introduce that to them, I think it's going to help them go so much exactly. further than if they're just figuring it out on their own with the tools that exist right now. Yeah, I agree completely. Cause I think one, and it's, that even those interactions are so fulfilling. Cause like, I remember when we did the program with Millbank, shout out to Millbank, mm-hmm. um, that we did kind of a, like a summer program with, for entrepreneurship for kids. They were the mostly teenagers and it culminated in a pitch competition. And it's also, it's just so impressive to see the ideas. It was so creative. Yeah, it was so creative, so interesting. And so it's so fulfilling. So I, I completely agree with both of you. Uh, another question, what was your, I guess, first exposure to entrepreneurship. Why? You, know, you know what's interesting? Um, I wouldn't, the irony is I wasn't exposed to it directly. Mm. I was exposed to it through Black Black Enterprise Magazine. So, oh, so okay. uh, when I was a kid, I, I was clearly a weird kid, but like I, I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I used to read uh, Black, Black um, what's it called? I just Black said Enterprise. it. Black Enterprise. <laughs> I used to read it as a kid um, because like it fascinated me that like mm-hmm. there was 
this I had heard about Earl Graves. I heard that mm. there was this black dude that started this thing that mm. like now I could physically see it. And so I was just fascinated to know that like, yo, there's black dudes out there and black women out there who are like really doing this at a high level. They even got a magazine where you can read about it. Mm -hmm. And so it like instilled in me that it, what entrepreneurship looks like doesn't have to be this like rinky dink thing. We talking about like corporate four to 500 level type stuff that one day if you just apply the principles and, and follow their path, you can get to that level in whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah, that's dope. Shout out to Black Enterprise. Shout out yeah. to Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, um, I want to even take it back and say that a lot of black girls experience this, like getting your hair done when you're when you're younger and going to either that hairdresser or mm -hmm. that salon and that that person being like the entrepreneur. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, you going to Miss Joe to get your hair done today. Right. And it's like, okay. And that I think that was my first exposure to entrepreneurship. Now, growing up, my dad had a few ventures that he, you know, went off and tried to do. Um, but I think that Thinking back, that was like my first being in the hair That's salon. A great one. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's a fact. The bar shops and hair salons is is it's so impactful. Yeah. On your on your on your upbringing. I think for me it was in high school, my senior year. I took a um, I'm not sure if it was a, just a, an elective or an AP class, but it was on entrepreneurship. And the final, I, I, it was senior year, so you're already enjoying yourself. So I though I took it seriously, I wasn't as engaged once, especially once we got I got into school. But the final project was um, you had to like present your business idea. Mm -hmm. So I think when you, you could find what you're gravitating towards, and this is a conversation we had a little earlier, it's like what you, what you tend to like to go deep into, mm -hmm. right? What, what others might find tedious, you tend to like adapt to. And I think for this presentation, my, my, my idea was a bed and breakfast in a college town. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, How mature. And, right? I, I know, right? It, it just, how old am I? How old am I, right? Because at that, a better, well, anyway, better breakfast in the college town. I know. Yeah. So, um, they, I, so now I made the presentation, but then, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm a little older, right? So too, it's like, there wasn't like, you can't make sites, but I think Microsoft had this thing where you can make like a, like a shell of like a, of a, of a, of a template of a site. Mm -hmm. I, I shout out to the DOE because my mother worked in one, so I always had an extra laptop yeah. in New York City Public School. And then uh, I made it in, in this in this program, had the whole things designed and everything, and I was the only kid who like had it went that far. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I remember having it. such fulfillment in that project, yeah. and then creating kind of the business plan, writing it out. I really need to go look at it, but that was my first exposure. <laughs> it, ton of fun, dope. yeah, that ton of fun. Really so that dope, was man. Uh, yeah. Team, I always enjoy these episodes, I man, because we learn so much about each other. Um, but you know, here we are. Episode number 10. Yes. Like we, we've come so far in this, even just this journey right here. Uh, I'm really excited about the future for us and um, just really grateful for all of y'all at home that listen and watch our episodes um, to keep us going and giving us the constant feedback to continue on our journey um, and, and being with us on this ride as we figure out where it takes us all. Uh, but we've come to another end of another episode. Uh, thank you again. And we can't wait to, to chop it up with you again soon. Peace. Peace